0: What you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. This podcast is sponsored by the 2019 Foot Candle Film Festival. This year's festival will be held September 27th through the 29th in Hickory, North Carolina. Learn more by visiting footcandlefilmfestival.com.
1: Volume 2 of the number one podcast for all of the UFO hunters in this world. Big fan. I am Chad Easton. I'm a big fan of shooting stars, NHL playoffs, and the reopening of Pelican snowballs on Highway 321. It's a cool, cool treat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm Hank Imer, and I'm a big fan of luscious green grass that gives hope before the summer heat destroys it. (laughs) surgical masks that hold off gagging amounts of pollen, and Tuesday lunch breaks at Fenway.
1: Oh, wow. Do we have a show in store? Man, I felt the energy right when you started. How about that intro, that Can't Stop by Red Hot Chili Peppers. If that does not get you jacked up,
0: Jacked. What else? What well, I feel it today. This is, gonna feel this is going to be a show. This is going to be a show. Well, Hank,
1: you're coming into the studio bright-tailed and no, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Does that, that make sense? That yes. too. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Coming hot right off the airplane <sighs> straight from Boston, Massachusetts. Yes. I, there's a gleam in
0: your eye, my friend. Oh, it was great. It's a gleam. It was in your great, eye. and it was awful weather. Yeah. And this just, just tells you when you're ready, set to have a good time, weather's not going. You know, throw curveball at sure. you. You're going to go in there and you're going to have a great vacation. You're going to have a great trip, and boy, was it a good one! It's a bucket list check off check.
1: So let's reintroduce the audience to what we're referring to here. You surprised your son with a trip to a, the, one of the most famous ballparks in the world and the fantastic one of the most fantastic cities in the world, Boston. Right, and got to see the Red Sox play at Fenway. Yes. So take us from the start. Okay. How did you surprise him? How did it go down?
0: Okay, so Friday night, you know, my guy, he he's kind of thoughtful every once in a while. And so Friday night, we got an early flight. We gotta get up at like six thirty yeah. to get ready. So I'm like, you know, it's like nine thirty, spring break has oh, started. Right. right. I'm like, Hey buddy, let's get in the shower, let's you know, let's Friday night ready let's get bed. ready, to get ready for bed and he was yeah. like, Why? <laughs> i don't have anything to do tomorrow what do you got to do we don't don't even have baseball tomorrow we don't have anything dad chill i'm gonna stay up till 11 i'm gonna play some Fortnite. we may watch a movie hit some sports center we're gonna get up early tomorrow and sit in the bed and watch it i was like man that's tough to beat yes but we we may have a lot to do tomorrow i don't know but we're gonna we're gonna put ourselves in this position we might have a whole big old day tomorrow Mm -hmm. so he goes to sleep we pack we have to like Creep packed secretly
1: packed. Oh secretly my! Are packed. you secretly packing his bag oh, too? Already,
0: yeah, I packed it.
1: Okay, he's already it.
0: packed, right? And he was complaining that day. He was like, "I can't find any pants." <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it started raining. I had to go get his raincoat out of his bag. I'm like, "Stay there." So uh, it was great. But um, early that morning, Ray and I take showers, get ready, get everything ready. We wake him up, and we're like, "Hey, buddy!" It's like 6:45. He's like, "What are we doing?" Wait, why are you in here? What's going on? And are I was like, at "Hey, me? get dressed, brush your teeth. Let's get in the car." Mm. So, we get in the car and he's like, "Where are we going?" He's like, "It's too early to go anywhere." Like, he was like trying into like Sherlock Holmes. And I was like, "We're just going to drive maybe 4 hours, see what's over there and then drive 4 hours back." And he's like, "That seems like an awful trip. Why don't <laughs> we have a plan?" And he tried to train make it not fun, right? Love this kid. Yeah. So, we start going and when we get to the airport, he's like, are we flying somewhere? Has he flown before? Yeah. Okay. Has. Are we flying somewhere? I was like, I don't. Yeah, we're at the airport. We're in long term two. I would imagine we're gonna do Come something. Come on, Sherlock Holmes. Right? Let's put it together. So then he starts getting a little bit like. I thought this is where it's gonna derail because he's like, "Are we going to Hawaii?" <laughs> You know he's he's thinking like great trips like top of the line trip. I was like, uh oh, we might have a little trouble. So we go in and he is. I mean, he is guessing everything. He's like, you know, Hawaii, Portugal, Greenland. You know, South Carolina. Where are we going? So we get in there and that kiosk where you check in. Yes. Boom. Destination Boston. He was like, "We're going to Boston. What are we doing in Boston? Are we gonna who are we gonna see? Are we going to Fenway? Oh wow! Are we going to Fenway? Oh, so we."
1: just so, beam with pride right oh, there. Man. Oh, man. Absolutely. Great. Great. So
0: at that point, we break to them. We're going to Boston, mm-hmm. and we may see a game. Yes. Right? So we fly in. We see my sister who lives outside of Boston. She picks us up. We, we see her Saturday and Sunday. We have a great dinner with them. It's terrible weather, so there's, we can't do anything. And it's Easter Sunday, you know, so you can't do anything. She takes us into Boston on Monday, and we have Monday and Tuesday – to ourselves, right? Yeah. So we stay right in Back Bay. It's a great area, it's a beautiful area to walk and eat and you know, every all the history and everything, but it is torrential downpour. Yeah. So we're taking Ubers like everywhere. So p- supposed to go to the game that night. It gets canceled. So we are eating dinner and we're going to these shops that Harris wanted to go see. He kind of is a sneakerhead. My boy is yeah. Shoot, he's got the LeBrons right. Yeah, he's kind of a sneakerhead. So you know, these big cities got like they have stores called sneaker junkies. Oh wow! And they got stuff like bodega and stuff like that. So he wanted to go check out all these places. So we had a great time. Uh, Any good
1: food? The restaurant you went to that first night? Anything spectacular? Yeah. So
0: got a recommendation called Stephanie's, which was great. Um, it was it was incredible. I had like a tuna. It was like a tuna fish burger, sandwich burger, but it was like it was it was sashimi grade tuna it was oh, yes. incredible so um that night it got canceled we had a big dinner um had a great time i mean it was just a, we went to a lot of different places yeah. shops and stuff woke up the next morning and went to the aquarium which the aquarium in boston is really good you know it's got penguins and stuff like that
1: does it have uh, whale sharks?
0: does not have a whale shark. It does okay. not have the Atlanta one. Okay. Okay? does not have the Atlanta one, but it was a good one
1: all the same. <laughs> okay.
0: So we go there for two hours. We wake up early, get there at 9, go to 11. At 11 o'clock, I look at my wife, and I look at my son, and I realize, you know, I want to give my son something special, but this is my time. This is my <laughs> – what we're getting ready to do is kind of about me right now because yes. I've wanted to go to Fenway a long time, Right. So it's not that I'm a Boston fan. I'm a baseball fan. Right. Right. I mean, I like Boston, but I'm a baseball fan. Right. So we get in the car and we go from the aquarium. We get towards Fenway and it is energy. Yeah. Energy. People what time around, is this? This is so like 1130. Yeah. Okay. Game starts at 105. We get to Fenway at 11, uh, 1130. We walk in, people milling around. And so there's every game there is. Sold out, you know, at Fenway. But they postponed the night before, so people that had to work or kids that were in school, they didn't get to go to that game. So there's probably 20% that were not there. Yeah. So it made it nice. That park is so tight and intimate Mm -hmm. and quirky. It is amazing. Like, when you're in the concourse, it feels like you're in an old, like, college right. environment i mean it is it's funny like getting ready to go
1: like let's say it like carter finley the uh, it's old before you're getting ready to walk into where the the ball game is going to take place like old refreshment stands right they need concession stands like old school right. right they just took out the troughs yeah. in yeah. the bathrooms. Yeah. yes right yes exactly
0: so they first of all they walk you through the team store okay and let me tell you something about oh, me ooh. Let me tell you something about me. I am frugal, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I question every purchasing decision, okay? You put an MLB logo on that, <laughs> one of everything. <laughs> I will take Credit one of car everything. The gets hot
1: in your pocket. It doesn't,
0: it doesn't matter. I didn't wear a jacket to the game so I'd be forced to buy a sweatshirt. Okay, Or maybe two. Or maybe right? two. Yes. Right? I, I will take out a loan when it comes to those places. So
1: what all did we get in the uh, MLB store? This well, is exciting. I, I
0: got a, a Boston hat. Of course. I got a Boston sweatshirt. Yes. My boy got a Boston hat. Yes. He got a sweatshirt. My wife got a t-shirt. <laughs> I'm sure there are some other things. Maybe a robe. Did you get a Boston know. robe? One of our good friends say good thing they don't sell boston red sock pants because i would come out with them and it's true it's true i'm trying to buy something at every park i go to yes. and i've got way too many hats and way too many shirts and way too many stuff like that so we go and we sit down and when you walk in i mean it is magic magic i mean it is an old park wood seats you know tight um it was it's special, and we bought good seats. We were probably ten rows up from the first base dugout. Wow. Yeah, really great. good seats. The problem with that is, is they sell. You know, there's really nice seats, and then they have nine dollars seats that are in the nosebleeds. Mm-hmm. Well, seeing twenty percent of the people didn't make it, it gave opportunity. <laughs> To the individuals that were the nine dollar folks (laughs) folks that were ready to get a little bit closer, that may have had an Uh, obstructed view. I don't know. Right. So, next thing you know, we're sitting there, we're having popcorn, (laughs) maybe a hot dog. We're enjoying the game. We get the epitome of South Boston that sits right behind us. Let's hear them. They're going, Oh my God, Donnie. (laughs) Can you believe these freaking seats? Unbelievable. My dad would kill for these seats. I don't know about you. I will run over a kid for a ball from here. Right? So he goes into just story after story after story after story. Like, I, he went through... I know that cab company won't pick me up anymore to the next cab company. then he went into, he got kicked out of a bar last week. And he's like, I told him I was Bernie's brother and they seemed to not care. And I told him Bernie built this place. So, I mean, it was ridiculous. What
1: entertainment. It was. This he would wonderful. not shut up. What did Harris think about oh, this gentleman? Oh, this is
0: the best part. So it was Reagan, Harris, and I, so we we're yes. like in that order. I look over at Ray and I can feel in her face what's going on. She is not impressed with what's going on behind right. us. Harris looks at me and he goes, he will not be quiet. He will not be quiet. And he's crazy. So they get up and when they get up to go get beer. Okay. And let me talk about drinkers. These these cats were drinkers. Can only imagine another set of people, but ladies, older ladies come and sit in their seats. Well, they come down. Okay. They're, these ladies were, I guess, you know, sitting further back and they come sit down. Very nice, quiet. I loved it. Yeah. Well, three rows in front of us were another section that was open and these guys come back <laughs> and you can tell they're pissed that the, the ladies, ladies took, took their, their seat. seats
1: that they didn't even purchase anyway they stole uh,
0: their stolen seats love it so they get out and they start you can hear him talking Harris is he was like I'm just glad they're not there anymore so Harris starts doing like math and he's like dad He's had nine beers. There's five beers behind me. There's four beers in front of me. He's had nine beers. It is only the third inning. It was the fifth or sixth, right? That's great. So the best part, they left about the seventh inning. The best part is this guy in the middle is completely quiet, right? He goes. No, ma, Garcia, para, Garcia, para, Garcia, para, hey, no, ma, Garcia, para. So he starts chanting this, yes. right? And everybody around it starts laughing, right, <laughs> and going off. Then he starts chanting for the Bruins because they are playing that night. Right. It was a comedy show. Unbelievable. In there. But let's, all, get all the let's get you him on the podcast. Let's get him on the podcast. Oh. But it was, I mean, the, the stadium's quirky and it's cool and it's, I would love to go there again. Yeah, you know that—that and Wrigley are the two that you got to go to. And I haven't been to Wrigley, so I've got that one off my list. And I'm sure I got a Cubs sweatshirt coming to me,
1: Cubs robe. So tell me about the Green Monster because that's what uh, you know you think of when you think of Fenway. So on television, it looks just massive.
0: Is it? massive in it's person? Massive. Is it really? It's massive. It's, you know, and it's funny because the walls are all different angles. And it's, yeah. it's just a hodgepodge of crap. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But you see the people up there sitting up there. There are three home runs hit. And you know, How do you get that seat? I've always been They're curious. expensive.
1: Oh, I'm sure they they're are. They're expensive.
0: No, you can buy them. You can through StubHub. And, How cool. And they're expensive. But it was amazing to watch a game in that atmosphere because, you know, the players are so close. Every time the first baseman came off the field, he chucked a ball into the stands. Every time there's a foul ball, there's this ball, guy, guy who's yeah. probably 40 yeah. and he would chuck it into the stands and they were so close that it was like everybody on the bottom level was standing up Have saying a ball, ball, ball and had a chance. I'm kidding. Yeah, so it was, it, was in a, it was incredible. So when you're
1: there this past weekend, um, the Boston Bruins were playing the hockey playoffs, NHL playoffs. You had the Celtics playing the NBA playoffs yep. and you had the Boston Red Sox series with the, who were they playing? The Tigers. The Tigers. Man,
0: yeah. And the How Celtics weren't at home. Yeah. Because I looked at those. And the Bruins were at home. The Bruins tickets, those things are insane. How much? They were like $200 for like the least expensive ticket. Really? There. And I, listen, if it were me and you there, I'd say, let's go. Yeah. Let's buy the ticket. Let's go. But Ray and Harris wouldn't appreciate sure. that. Sure. They wouldn't love that. So, it, I mean, it was a great weekend. The only thing I could have asked for is better weather that you could, because there's such great stuff to do outside yeah. Boston Commons and, you know, all that. There's so much to do, history-wise, and you couldn't do it in the rain. Yeah. Well, look at it this way. It
1: was cold, so you were able to get a sweatshirt. If it wasn't cold out there, you would have just come back with a normal T-shirt. t You know what I'm saying? Sweatshirts, this bro. Guy this guy gets it. Hoodies. This guy gets it. Are we it. on the same page, brother? We're on brother? the same we're page, brother. We're on the brother. same page. Well, I'm so glad to hear that trip went well, and I can just imagine Harris's... Delight when you pull into the airport and he realizes that you're going to Fenway or Boston and doing all that fun stuff. How great of a story is that? We're glad to have you back. I'm looking at a picture right now of Hank and his family right near the that sweatshirt and that sweatshirt <laughs> and his hood and his brand new hat with the sticker still on it. Congratulations, I'm her family. We're glad you enjoyed yourself. Yes. So, Hank, we started this uh, podcast off today and I mentioned that. The big fan was a hit amongst UFO hunters, right? And I've told you my adventures with alien sightings. We've talked about that in previous podcasts. Have we talked about it? Yes, yes do- we talked yes, about it's it. it's dominated my life for the last few months. I want to tell you something that happened on April 4th. Oh, God. 6.58 a.m. 6.58? 6.58 a.m. documented. Is this Tuesday? What day is this? This would probably be... I think it may have been a Tuesday. It was a Tuesday or Wednesday. We need that X-Files music going on in the background right now. Thank you. So, after all my three alien sightings in March, the train disappearance. I told you about that one. Yes. The um, people who put their hood on while school is letting out and disappearing into thin air.
0: Your neighbor coming over for a drink... (laughs) Knowing you're awake. (laughs) How strange. How odd. Well, on April 4th,
1: 6.58 a.m., I'm walking my dog, Koa, who's doing very well. Actually, he was neutered today. Sorry, brother. Yeah, sorry, Koa. He was so happy in the car, too. Like, had his head hanging out the window. And then we get to the vet, and he just gives me that look like, you son of a bitch. He knew what was going on. So anyway, Koa, I hope you're doing well. pick you up here in about an hour. But anyway i 'm walking Koa, and my little trek that I take I take a left out of our house, and then I take an immediate left, which is maybe just two houses down, and there 's a hill, and at the top of the hill, the whole sky it's it 's lovely because there 's no trees there, and I can see the whole sky and at six fifty eight in the morning there 's still stars out you know it 's like dusk, mm-hmm. and I always stop because Koa pees right there, and I always stop and I just look up because it 's just beautiful it 's peaceful. Mm-hmm. And I'm coas doing his business, and I'm looking at the sky, and all of a sudden, Hank, this is unbelievable. I'm at the perfect spot at the perfect time. A green flash screams across the sky. It lasted five to seven seconds, and I kept watching it like, is this real? Is the world, is God, is someone trying to tell me something? There is a shooting star this and it was it was massive it looked like what you see on uh Armageddon you know those movies Mm -hmm. like shooting across the sky and I'm watching it and I was like there's no way that's real I'm seeing things there's no way so I I was thinking about it as we continued our journey home and got home I said girls I think I just saw a shooting star within you get busy and you don't even think about it anymore so at the end of the day Walking co at the evening time and came to the same spot and was like, "Oh my God, I want to go online and see if there was really a a shooting star or was my mind playing tricks on me." Mm-hmm. Sure enough, I Google green streak in the sky. Beep, 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 beep. All these sightings pop 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 from Alabama to South Carolina six fifty eight, a green meteorite. What day was this? April the 4th, 6.58. Look it up right now. I looked it up so I would have some documentation here.
0: What were you doing
1: Monday night? Green streak in sky, April 4th. Well, it says 6.58 here, but, you know, 6.58 in my mind. Sightings from Alabama to Virginia over 400 sightings reported by 7:30 a.m. April 4th documented I saw a shooting star and it just goes along with this 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 thing that these things that are happening to me, Hank. I'm seeing these things that normal people are not seeing. What does that mean, Hank?
0: Well, if you look at the American Meteorology or Meteor Society, <laughs> yes. they talk about blue-green fireballs that are having a, a, a big uh, activity in April. <laughs>
1: okay. Yes, exactly. So, and I saw one. I was happy to be at the perfect spot at minute, the perfect minute, time minute, to, to see this. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes.
0: Are you Are you? So now you're cool that this is a meteor. You're just trying to sell us on the fact that this was an alien. Who knows what it could be?
1: Well, it could be a meteor. It could be an alien. It could be a comet, you know, a satellite. I'm just saying I keep seeing these things in the sky and surrounding me.
0: What is the world trying to tell me? Fireball is over u- North and South Carolina Thank on you. April 4th at 6.50. Thank you, Hank. It's a meteor. Okay. Have you seen a meteor? A green flash screaming through the sky? No.
1: I have, Hank. We started this discussion
0: that there are UFO activity. This is this is an event. You're exactly right. Weird phenomenon just happening
1: to me. (laughs) The universe is talking to me. So again,
0: oh, it's saying something. Play the
1: X Files music again. (laughs) I just wanted you to be aware in case I don't show up one day. Oh, we're all hoping. (laughs) that the CIA might be taking me to area 51 (laughs) to run some tests on me. That's all I'm saying.
0: If they've they've got questions, (laughs) it's about your liver.
1: (laughs) How's that guy still pulling this off? How is that guy still alive? (laughs) He is an alien or a machine. Let's hope that you don't get abducted. (laughs) Let's hope my friend. Let's hope. So, um, that's great. So, some also, some other just crazy news, and the reason I'll bring this up is because you and I have fantasized about this for a long, long time. I know that sounds pretty gross that we're having fantasies together, but the fantasy I'm speaking of is the lottery, my friend. Oh my god! And if you read the news, do you still read the news?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't read about the meteorites.
1: You know, don't the reason I say do you read the news? I read a newspaper every day. This lady at lunch today said, Do you know you're the only person? that ever comes in here, that ever reads the newspaper, everybody else is looking at their phone, messing with this, messing with that. No one reads the newspaper. Hank, that's where I get my news. You probably get yours off Yahoo.
0: Or off my phone. (laughs) I mean, just, you know, news, the the app. Well, grab a newspaper one day and get I think this is a plug for your job. Well,
1: that's the other thing. Yeah. So she said, why do you read the newspaper? I was like, well, I work for a printing company. We print things on paper. I'm keeping that tradition alive for as long as it will last. I'm killing it one click at a time. There you go. Thanks, Hank, for supporting Deluxe Printing Group. Been around 45 years, family (laughs) business. Um, Anyway, so this dude, 24 years old, goes to his local little convenience store, spends $10 on a couple Powerball tickets, checks it out on a Wednesday, wins $768 million. You and I would not be alive right now. Speaking of that, what would you do? we talked about this many a time. If you want, so lump sum, he got nearly $400 million, 380. That's all right. Well, yeah, I think you could live on that. What is the first thing that you would do? Like serious first thing? Let's go through all the steps of the Powerball numbers pop up. Boom, boom, boom. You look at your ticket. Holy! Yeah, I just won this money. I'd
0: call an attorney. Okay, I'd call an attorney first, and I'd say, "What do I? What am I supposed to do here?" Because you know the the reality of it is, I think there's some laws that you cannot like you, so you can't gift so much. So if it's like, hey, you want to make sure that your name, Jennifer's name, and everybody's sure. name is on the ticket, so that they can you know okay. get whatever they do. I had didn't to get. realize so, that. So you want to make sure you talk to an attorney, I guess, and an accountant. I'm sure there's a security measure that you want to try to take into this. Sure. Okay. So once you get that, that part out of it, I'm going to send out a text, okay? And it's going to be to my close friends. Yes. And all it's going to say is, boys, ladies, meet me at the Hickory Airport. <laughs> Don't bring a damn thing. No Boston sweatshirts. Don't no. bring <laughs> a thing. Just meet me there. I'll give you to t- tomorrow morning. If you do not make it tomorrow morning, I assure you, you will regret it.
1: <laughs> Does that just not give you the warm and fuzzies just to think about if that really happened? You know, just thinking about that. Do Look you know, how excited I listen, am over here. Listen,
0: if, huh. I, if, if that day, 7 a.m. comes, and my friends are walking to me. I can tell you right now, the most excited person out of that group would be you. You <laughs> oh, wouldn't be no able to control oh, yourself. Oh gosh. I mean, I can't even imagine this. You wouldn't be able to control yourself. Because A, you'd know that I want it. Yes. This is nobody else would know that. I, this is yes. before anybody knows it. Right. You would look at me and you'd be like, this guy this, came into some money. Yes. Right? I and then you know that we are getting ready to freak mm. out. Mm. Would the freak out last
1: for a week? Are we talking about a weekend? Two weeks, do we all disappear for a year? Forget
0: our jobs. I'm not, I'm <laughs> not our putting family. But <laughs> yeah, I would say two week minimum. Yes, two week minimum. Two week minimum. Interesting. Okay. And
1: the destination could be wide array of places. It could be Vegas. It could be an island. It could be, maybe it'd be several places, right? We, maybe we hop. Yes, maybe we pop, pop, pop. Maybe
0: we hop. Maybe we go to um, Bora Bora and we. Get some of those huts. Come on. Maybe we do that. What a dream. Just land on the water. I hope you win the lottery. I know. I do too. So much. You know what? Please win. And you know what I'd try to do just to get it out of my system? Yeah. I'd see if I could spend 20 million in like six hours. (laughs) Just to see if I, you know what I mean? Just like, because I'm a frugal dude and I I know I'm going to put out of the 400 million, I'm going to have 350. Yeah, it's somewhere, yes. and I don't know where. And I'm gonna have really smart people help yeah. me do that. But I'm gonna say, you know what? I got to get it out of my system. Let's. I, here you go. Let's major do league
1: it. baseball store. Here we come. Here
0: we go. I'll take it all. <laughs> do I have that scarf? Do I have that scarf? I need that scarf. I need it now. Yeah, but Stats. I mean, I would. I would ha- have to get some therapy. Yeah, I love that.
1: How about you? So, you and I, we vibe the same way. I would definitely have a blowout travel somewhere just a match i might rent a huge cruise ship and then invite three thousand people <laughs> you know and so cruise ship that's cruise, awesome yeah just a i might buy a cruise ship and yeah and we'll just we'll rent one for a month and then whoever can just hang out on the cruise ship. i don't know what
0: the market is on selling a cruise ship after <laughs> no. we've been on it for a month <laughs> destroy that the sink
1: that bad boy after we're on it <laughs> but anyway and then when I start thinking a little bit more conservative, I always I definitely want to do something for my friends that aren't it's not party related. So I've thought about I pay all my friends' mortgages off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, your mortgage is gone, your mortgage is gone, your mortgage.
0: There's one gone. on fifteenth Avenue. I hope you don't forget about yes. it.
1: Yeah, so we just take care of mortgages for all of our dear friends that we love dear. And then so then but that's I would hope they wouldn't expect anything. So I throw a party, Lord, I no. pay their mortgages off. Now guys, we'll we're still going to hang out and do all the things that yeah. we do but you know, I'm not buying you a plane no. or anything, you know what I mean? So, that's kind of what we're I would do. We're on the do. same page. Yeah, so this it's interesting so this 24-year-old man who won this 400 million, he had less than $1000 in his bank account. He said, uh, "Well, I guess I need to get a financial advisor." So he says this to the media. Can you imagine? <laughs> All of the people that are trying to get their little grubby hands on this
0: poor 24-year-old dude who doesn't
1: know anything about finance.
0: Unbelievable, yeah. I mean,
1: I hope he gets some good people around him. I hope he does, too. Next thing you know, we'll see him in two years. Side of the road.
0: Not that much money. Not that much (laughs) money. Not that much money. money. You know, it was funny. A guy in Charlotte won it. It was him and his wife. And um, he won like $200 or It was something crazy like that. And uh, they had him on Power 98. And they were talking to him and they're they're saying, yeah, you know, word on the street, you're going to keep your, your job. And he was like, yeah, I like my job. And he was like, I want to do it every day, but, you know, now I don't need to do it. Yeah. And so it's going to make it even more fun for me. And he, they said, so you're not buying a new house? He's like, no, I like my neighborhood. I love my neighbors. I want my it's house. Good. I like it. He's like, it's just going to be, you know, free of debt. And he was like, how about, you know, have you bought anything else? He's like, I hadn't bought anything else. And they said, well, word on the street is... <laughs> Somebody saw you cruising through a BMW dealership (laughs) and you're test driving a Seven Series. and He was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna pick up one of those."
1: (laughs) Oh, that's great. That is great. You got to get it out, man. Sure, man. I'd buy a mink coat. I think (laughs) I think I would buy a mink coat. Um,
0: Who are you, Mayweather?
1: Yes, yes. Anyway, it would be fun. It's just fun to imagine those things. Oh, it's great. Um,
0: Other great. Why those things are successful?
1: Yes, exactly. Um, Other news going on here, Hank. There's a big weekend at the box office planned here that's for the weekend. Of, where are we? April something. April, 25th. Is it? It's April. 25th. Yeah, the last weekend of April. So it's the Avengers Endgame is the name of the movie. So there's been 22 Marvel movies, and they're all wrapping up with this last Avengers Endgame. Have you seen the Avengers oh, movies? Yeah. That, are you a fan?
0: The, the last one was great. Infinity War. Yep. So
1: Libby just made us watch it again for probably the 10th time last night. And so I kind of took it for granted the first nine times. I think I was, we saw it at the movie theater three times and on DVD and Netflix, but
0: I paid attention to this last one. That is a pretty damn good Good movie, movie. man. All Um, those characters are crazy how they're morphing these movies together. It's
1: crazy. So a little background about Endgame. The movie itself lasts three hours and one minute that is a like i thought the um the last one infinity war or whatever it was right. that was 2 hours and like 32 this is 3 hours and 1 minute so anyway it's a very long movie they're predicting this will be the biggest weekend at the box box office ever this movie could do 260 to 270 million in one weekend the first place right now is the star Wars. gosh i wish i would have brought it up is the star wars First, not not the old ones right. that we're used to. The new Star the Wars, new first one, the new first one. That's, so that holds the record. I think it did two ten. So anyway, they're thinking this is going to blow it, um, blow it out of the water. First, would you go opening weekend to a movie like this? No, me either. No way, no chance. You've Gotta do this
0: on like a Tuesday. Exactly
1: Tuesday. So matinee, matinee, absolute. Hey. You want to come with Let's me? Let's go.
0: Let's, Let's do go. this.
1: Me all and right. you. We'll call Tucker because Tucker wants to see this too, and we'll all go together. But it's interesting. So pre-sale tickets, they've sold out 8,000 theaters pre-sale. This is, the movie's not even out. They've already sold Could these tickets. Could you imagine going tonight? night? No. It opens tonight. Could it you imagine? tonight. Midnight show. You will see people dressed up like Groot. I am Groot. <laughs> and then all these other little characters. Oh, it's
0: gonna be crazy. As long as you don't bump into Thanos or, or <laughs> dude dressed up in fat Thanos. <laughs> fat bald Thanos. Oh, that Thanos. Ooh, he was a mean mother. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story.
1: Staying on the movie theme, because we did get some uh, correspondence from our listeners that they like when we talk about movies okay. and things deep. I like movies. So was there a movie, as you were a child growing up, that you saw the preview or you talked to your buddies that they were hyping up that you had to see opening weekend? You it, the world would not go on unless you saw this movie. Do you recall the, right. uh, an infatuation with having to go see a movie when you? Were well, little? we
0: talked about it a little bit before we came on here, and, and uh, Return of the Jedi yeah. was like, and, and you know, the Star Wars ones were. we were so young when that first so one young. came out, yeah. That the the follow ups to those were like mind blowing, right? Right. Um, but if we're away from that one, like, so Return of the Jedi is the one that I think of. Oh That's my gosh, I gotta That's see the
1: it. one that stands out, like got To be there, we got to watch it opening night so we right. can talk about it with our friends.
0: Back to the future, yeah, that was another one that I remember seeing it and seeing the flying car and being like, This is going to be incredible,
1: yeah. Um, one that is close to home now because we have kids, and you know, of course, we go see all the movies, but finding Dory because my kids love, or is it Finding, finding Nemo? Dory? No, it's Finding Nemo, but the new one,
0: uh, Dory, it is Dory, something like, something like Dory. Dory.
1: They love Nemo so much when we they heard that there was a sequel to it, the Dory movie, we were opening night, in line, ready to go see that flick. Because, you know, the kids, they, they see everything. Yep. When we were little, I don't, I don't remember going to the movies much when I was little. I Do remember
0: you? going on a weekend... When we got a little bit older. Oh,
1: we got, well, were teenagers and stuff, that's a different story. Trying to though. hold a hand every once in a while. Get a little shoulder, put your <laughs> arm around her, you know, bring her in close.
0: I remember yeah. I went to every movie from <laughs> about yes. 13 till 15 until you got your license. Absolutely. And I remember seeing some
1: duds. I mean, some bombs. I don't you remember don't... seeing them then. <laughs> Yeah, because you don't go to the movie yet to really watch the movie. I specifically remember Mannequin. So when I was in eighth grade, I went to see Mannequin three Friday nights in a row, brother. Three Friday nights in a row. Mannequin. Same person. They could be a couple of different, <laughs> different people. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I was getting ready to say, actually convince her to see it three times in a row. You, you didn't. Do you remember so tell me your lineup when you were at the junior high, early high school, when you went to the movies. So the Crown Cinema's where we would go. Yep. Right. So after the movie there was a Godfather's Pizza. Yeah. Is okay. We so used we to go there. same thing.
0: And there was a like a Walmart or a big Kmart. Kmart Kmart, Kmart right was there, right
1: yeah. there. So you go to the Godfather's Pizza, hang out with your homeboys and their girlfriends and all that stuff. Maybe pop over to pop over to Super K, walk up and down the aisles just see what's going on, and yep. then mom and dad come pick you up about nine nine thirty ish.
0: I do you remember running the gauntlet and seeing going to the movies and being like, hey, I don't like anything here. Let's walk, walk to, the terrace. to the terrace. Oh my <laughs> gosh! And it was like going through. Do, do you remember that corridor? You have to walk through trees, tree, tree line, l- dark.
1: Listen to this one, Hank. This is crazy. We're at Godfather's.
0: So hey. let's let's tell our our audience here. <laughs> yeah. The the two theaters that we'd go to were roughly half a mile, half apart? a mile, half a mile walk maybe from each other, less there. than that, maybe yeah. a quarter of a mile. Yeah. Right. But you had to walk through. Two parking lots. Yes. And across a road that was deep in the woods. Deep in (laughs) the woods,
1: very dark. There's no street lights right there, just very dark. dark. And I'd say the little tree lined area we're talking about, it might be only 50 yards or something, but it's dark and it's covered by trees. And the only way to get to the terrace is you have to walk through this little corridor of of darkness. Yeah. So I'm pulling out of Godfathers. We're doing the same thing. Some of the people that we went to the movies watched the movie at the Terrace. Some of us watched the movie at the Crown. So we were kind of meeting back. Well, the the goal was to meet back at the Terrace. So we walk through the corridor of darkness. We get to the Terrace. Some of my buddies were like popping off, like running their mouth to some dude that was driving a car. No. Listen to this. So we're eighth grade, running their mouth, blah, blah, blah. The kid might have been 16, 17-year-old, just got his license. Revving up his engine, all this stuff. And then somebody says something, and then someone's like, He's got a gun. Oh. So now we go, we're running back through the corridor of death to get back to the crown away from the 17 year old who probably doesn't have a gun, right. but is trying to scare us. Fastest I've ever run in my life, Hank. <laughs> I from believe the terrace it, to the crown cinema. I believe
0: it. Yeah, I'm, you know. I believe it. It's scary stuff over there. Until they knock that building down. Terrace yes, is no more. I know. What's down there now? Uh, a bigger street. That's it. <laughs> they, Debris. Yeah. So all there is <laughs> nothing good down there. Oh, I love they knocked it. down both movie theaters. Oh, you're right. That's
1: right. Because Crown's gone too. Yeah. What a yeah. shame. What a shame. Uh, a lot of memories there, buddy. A lot of memories, which leads us perfectly into our next segment, Hank. Let's do it. Memories. Ah, memories. So, um... We've talked on our podcast before about some of our memories. Our first memory, when we were, as young as we can remember, mine was in fifth grade at a Halloween party where Michael, I can't remember his last name, he was a fifth grader, invited me to the party. Oh, yeah. I dressed up like a fireman. I cried the whole time, but Michael was there to comfort me. And while we were friends, I was in kindergarten, he was fifth grade. I have no idea, but I'll never forget that memory. What
0: was your first memory? Do you recall? Dude, I can't remember my first memory. I think, you know... I was probably... I remember when I was probably four or five, yeah. my dad taking me, getting off work, not yeah. going to work, and taking me to this place called um, Kosai, which uh-huh. was uh, like a discovery place. And uh, he got off work, or he... Didn't go to work, and he took me there for the day. And oh, I never got to do stuff with my wow. dad, you know, because he was working. Awesome. And so I remember, and he took me to Wendy's to eat, and I remember having a tomato, <laughs> a small, like, little tomato, and taking a bite of it, and it shooting on his shirt. <laughs> and I thought... I'm going to die here. Sure, It's going to kill me. <laughs> I just ruined the day. But he laughed, and it was a great day. It was, that's probably one of the first memories. Isn't
1: that wonderful? Because it takes you back to that place immediately. That's why memories are so special, and that's why this next segment, Hank, is very special. So let's put yourself as a kid again. All right? Let's go back to like – eight, nine, ten years old as a kid. All right. Your fondest memory, and, you know, we, we're talking about Christmas Day, remember when you got the two, two. The, the, the two only, gaming that's systems? That's close. huge. Or you get your bicycle, or, you know, you're in the soccer game, it's penalty kick shootout, and you kick the winning. Give, give me eight, nine, ten, kid memory, fondest, something that brings you back in. Just makes you feel good, and let's let's go on
0: record that we didn't talk about this. We did. I, I don't. Yeah, you know, I didn't know anything about this until we we sat down here. The absolutely, two, the two gaming systems was solid. That's solid as a
1: rock. I, every time you talk about it, you smile. So I know that's I just got to make you feel. good. Two gaming
0: systems is is yep. fantastic. That was Christmas a great memory, Day. but you know, probably eight nine is probably when you start to get like, I I guess your own kind of like. Not attitude, but your own personality sure, absolutely, you know? and I think one of the the fondest memories that I have is is probably when you i remember a party that my mom and dad had, and mm-hmm. there were a bunch of people around, and they were probably all drinking mm-hmm. and having yeah, a good time having a time but I remember i wasn't taken as I was a little kid but I wasn't taken as a little kid. Got it. You know what I mean? I do. And so I was like, I, you know, all of a sudden I was like, well, that was a reasonably good conversation. <laughs> so I start working the room a little bit. I start going around the room. Uh, I started, you know, having hey a little. Now, hey, now. Hey, Jack, good to see you. <laughs> hey, Betty, Hey, nice can sweater. I get
1: you another drink? Oh, I love it, buddy. <laughs> nice sweat
0: over there. But I remember that party. I went from like, all right, you know, I'm not a little kid anymore. Yes. To, you know, this is a reasonable thing to do is to have these conversations. So it was, a. I, I remember that first. Finally, and I think that that's funny. Now it's probably because they were drinking yes. and having a good time. But
1: well, that's great. I mean, I can put anyway. I I don't want to mess with your memory because that is just fantastic. But I can see you, you know, working the room. <laughs> as a little eight-year-old. Oh, <laughs> uh, my fondest. Memory. I think I did
0: a Reagan impression. I think everybody loved my Ronald Reagan impression. Do it again, Hank. Do it again, <laughs> Bob. You got to hear his Reagan. <laughs> Jenny, come in here. Come in here.
1: Um, uh, my my eight nine. Um, year old memory, so my fondest is, so I was a really, really shy kid. I'm talking about real shy. Like at school, um, I was always very quiet. I would get good grades, but I was kind of like a nerd, you know, like a little geek. I played a lot of sports, though, and so I was an athletic little geek. And so, I never really showed my friends the real meeks. I was so quiet, timid. Mm-hmm. So in eighth grade, or eighth grade, eight years old, I remember being on this soccer team in wick dunlap you remember Mr. oh yeah dunlap? he was colby's dad he was the coach of the team and he was a he was one of the reasons that i l- enjoy coaching so much because he was that good of a coach like i was eight years old i can remember exactly what he would say to motivate you inspire you he didn't he didn't coach by being negative he was always uplifting and that's how i try to coach right. too, by encouraging right and so when i came so I had played peewee soccer, and I was a good little soccer player. And, you know, just like we're coaching today, you know, during the draft, what kids are coming up, right. you know who they are. Like, right. you, all the coaches are talking about them. Well, anyway, I didn't go to tryouts because I, I was scared, Hank. And I was the best little player in the whole peewee. But and my mom and dad, they tried to get me to go. I said, no, I'm not going to tryouts. I don't want to go. So Mr. Dunlap's team was the last place team the year before, so they had the number one pick. Well, somehow, some way, my dad, Mr. Dunlap, with the rec, I don't know, I didn't try out, but I they put me on Mr. Dunlap's team. So first day of practice, I go, and all the other kids had met each other and everything. So I'm coming in, I'm already shy, so I'm right. I'm, I'm intimidated now. Well, Mr. Dunlap says, Chad, you know you're a part of this team now, and with you and your teammates. We're going to win the championship, but we need to have you as part of this team. He's encouraging me, right? right? So, last place team the year before didn't win a game. We go through the season. We're competitive. Don't win the regular season, but we're playing in the tournament. We make it to the finals. Mister Dunlap's encouraging our whole team the whole year. Like this is why we. This is where we started. Look at where we are now. Mm-hmm. Same speech I give my kids. Probably you do right. too. <laughs> Penalty kicks. He says, Chad, you're going to be the last kicker because if it's tied, you'll make the winning kick. And, again, shy Chad, 8-year-old, scared out of my mind. But he's preparing me. So, sure enough, 1-1, one, one, make, make, miss, miss. Comes down to the last kick. We make it. We win. If we, look, we miss it, you know, we tie or whatever. Right. Step up to the ball. It's a left-footed kicker. Back of the net. Championship. Mr. Dunlap picks me up. All the kids pick me up. I have the memory in my mind, I would never forget it, that they're lifting me up, you know, like hooray. Yeah. Hooray. So that is my kid, fondest kid memory. Right. Because that time changed me forever. It gave me some confidence. confidence.
0: Confidence. Confidence is key.
1: Confidence is key. So anyway, that's our memory as a kid. We won't hit all these today, but I do want to have your memory as a let's go teenager. Okay, and when I'm saying teenager, let's go 8th, ninth grade before you get your license. So let's go 8th, ninth grade, teenager, before we get into really like high school stuff.
0: Because, you know, in
1: 8th and ninth grade, you're still... Awkward. Awkward. Everything's still kind of... You're weird. Yeah. You know, you're kind of weird.
0: Yeah. So, I, I will tell you probably one of my fondest memories, and it's not like like... It's a sports memory, but it's kind of like what you were kind of talking about. So, I always played sports... Always, you know, I played football when I was little, little, and that moved over to soccer when I got to middle school. And I always played basketball and I always played baseball. I was not good at any of them. I was good enough to make the team, right. but not good enough to play. Got it. Right. So, my eighth grade year, I'm playing for College Park, and we have Andy Poplin, who is now the Hickory High coach. Yes. He was probably 18. Wow. In at LR. And so, he was coaching us. And so, never played ever. Played, never played. And um, we go to Maiden last game, right? We are winning by a ton, okay? And I go in, right? <laughs> me and – I haven't scored all year. Hell, I haven't played all year, right? <laughs> right. It's like me and CJ and Mark Hugerich and a bunch of guys, right? And we ne- none of them played. Uh, none of us played. Yeah. But they got more playing time than I did. So w- they inbound the ball, and we're pressing – you know, a bunch of, we're winning and we're pressing by a lot, obviously. Yeah. And they throw it in and Hugerich, who doesn't score all that much, catches the ball, turns to find me. Yes. Gives it to me, layup. Wow. Right? Nice. And so it is one of those moments that I think about that is, you know, it's almost an embarrassing moment, right? But it does kind of talk about working hard and getting a reward for it. Sure. Right? I mean,
1: never stopping, never quitting. Right. Yeah, and there's something
0: it. about sticking with sticking something with and get it done. And just that point, you know, I, I say that about my, my baseball career in, at Elon is I did nothing for three, you know, for three years. And at the end of my junior year, I got to play a little bit. I got my first hit against Campbell and I was on third base and I told my third base, I mean, our head coach, I was like, everything that I've done the last three years was worth it. For that at wow, bat. Wow, that's that awesome. at bat. Right there. Yeah. And that's kind of the way I felt when I was it, it because that really sparked like I want to get better. Sure. I want to get better at this. I like this feeling. I yeah, want to get know. better. Yeah. And so that's what kind of so I think about that moment. Yep, that's awesome.
1: My um memory, and this is so vivid in my mind, because this is the mem- this is the moment that shy, timid Chad. It, it's based on all the gaining confidence in sports and all this other stuff in years past, but this is when it all came together, and I said, I can't be this little quiet kid because it wasn't me. I can't be this quiet dude anymore. Seventh grade, Grandview Dance. Yeah, I like where this is going. Seventh grade, Grandview Dance. What grade? How old are we in seventh grade? Like 12, 11, 12, yeah. or something like that. So I love music. Ever since I was little, my mom and dad would play uh, Motown Records music was a huge part of me but no one knew it except my parents and my brother because that's all we would do Jeremy and I had a little record player we would just play vinyls of you know it'd be Michael Jackson and Cool of the Gang and all just everything and we would just sit in our room and play music but when I'd get to school whenever never talk about music I wouldn't talk about anything except school so anyway seventh grade dance second semester Everybody knows me at school. You know, Chad's a good dude, good athlete, smart kid, but, again, just quiet fellow. Go to the dance. Prince is playing. And I remember sitting down in the chair, and Prince is on the – and all the girls, the girls out there dancing. Some dudes were out there dancing. And there's me just sitting down. Well, my toe is a tapping, Hank. It's just a tapping. I can't remember exactly the Prince song. It might have been like Little Red Corvette or something. Well, all of a sudden, I cannot contain myself anymore. So I j- leap from the chair that I'm sitting, go d- immediately to the middle of the dance floor, and just start dancing. Killing it. Dancing. And I can dance. But nobody knew that I could dance. I remember the looks. So I'm dancing, and I'm like, don't stop. I don't care what people think about it. you. Know, seventh grade, you, you care about what people think. Absolutely. I did not care. I said, this music has got me. I can't stop. Just do it. And if they laugh at you, who cares? Just do it. I'll never forget. I'm kind of dancing. I got my eyes closed, and I would open my eyes every now and then. And people are turning around looking at me like, what in the hell? Who is this? Where is this coming from? I'll never forget Gigi Farr, who's a dear, dear friend of mine. She's like, yeah, Chad, go, boy. And so she gets up there, and we start dancing. Next thing I know, I'm in the middle of this huge circle of mostly girls dancing yeah you know what i'm saying never forget it and so from that moment i w- i just told myself dude don't hide this stuff let it out people will like you for you you don't have to hide behind anything let it out and go right. for it since that day i've that's how i've lived my life i just go for it
0: you know middle school dances there's a lot to be said. I, I used to love dancing at them, and it, it's that initial shock of getting out there and doing it. <laughs> right, right, right. But when you get pulled out there and you do it, it's You don't want to leave. Liberating. Yes, you don't want to leave. It's you liberating. want that feeling to last for Ever. Right, and it takes, and that really does snowball to the rest of your life, like no getting up and speaking in front of people, or Certainly. you know, doing a podcast, or just doing something that makes people feel uncomfortable. Getting and out of that comfort zone is something that I, I feel like people need to do more of, and I think it's important for kids to see people like. So, I I, I had Harris come to a, a association meeting where I was speaking, and I spoke yes. in front of about two hundred people, and. You got to make it feel like that's not weird. Right. That's not odd, but it is. I mean it, it's sure. It, that's the biggest fear in the world, but it is that being able to get over that that's tip right. means a ton. I try to explain that to
1: actually my oldest daughter Olivia a lot that you know, if you just if you don't try, you will never know and you can't be too scared to try. I'm scared out of my mind every time I speak to a big audience. When we do the MC, these events, and there's 300, 500 people, I'm scared out of my mind, but I know I just got to get out there. You got to overcome the fear. And once you get out there, it just helps you for the rest of your life and everything you do that you know you can do it. You know you have confidence that you can do it. And so that leads us to our last memory of the day. We're talking about being a dad, you know. What is your fondest memory so far cuz we have young children of being a dad like was it the day that Harris was born was it the day you know he took his first step was it what was it what is the fondest memory of being a dad
0: you know i i've got a lot of them and i always talk about how i loved like when he was 1 and then i loved it even more when he was 3 and then when he was 5 and now you know everyone and and you know they're going to disappoint you kids will, I mean, in, in some way, like, you know, they, they, you know, that in small ways, hopefully not big ways. Um, but they're going to, they're really going to surprise you more than anything. All the time. And I think that that's kind of like, there's all these instances where, you know, he, uh, you, you beat stuff into him like holding doors for people or whatever. And those are all like, you know, you see like what you're, you're doing is holding on and you know, there's things being done, but the way that, so, you know, many of the people that listen to the show don't know. I mean, probably do know that my sister carried Harris for us. Right. And so for like a year two years, we were selling ourselves on the idea of not having a kid Mm -hmm. and being completely comfortable with that. Now for a guy, I feel like that's a little bit easier sale. Now I wanted a kid more than anything and I would not change. I'd pay millions of dollars to get me in the same position. right? But for a woman that, has wanted to be a mother that's a little bit harder sale. sell and so to go through all of that that we went through in years and years of getting to the point where you know we had four attorneys and multiple hospitals and flights and um you know i remember probably the proudest moment as a dad wasn't necessarily the birth of him because it was it was when we went up there and we we already knew you know it was he, my sister was pregnant you know at that time, but we went up there and we found out the sex mm-hmm. of the the now all of us love our kids yes, right, yes i'd be lying to to tell you if i didn't want a boy, sure, right I'd be lying to you, and so we're sitting in that, and this whole trip was to find out the sex wow, so you know we're on that plane of we're lucky to just be having a kid. And I was sold on that and I it's good that I didn't have a girl because I'd be worthless. You know, I would be worthless. (laughs) Yes. But we sat in that room and when she told me we were having a little boy, I almost unfolded. Oh wow. Almost unfolded. Right. Because you know, it was just I felt like it was all meant to be. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's not necessarily I can't say this is my proudest moment as a dad, but it's my fondest memory. Memory. That's what we're talking about. It's my fondest memory because I have I have nothing but fond memories of Harris. Yes. Like nothing. And I try to make them. And so, like, I talked about it. I, I don't know if we were talking about it or not. But the two things that I heard one day that somebody was saying this and it kind of made sense. When you start talking about your kid, I want it either to be educational or an experience. And it can be both. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what this trip was. It was a little bit of education. It was definitely an experience. Right. But if it's, you know, a, a skin on Fortnite or a stupid, you know, whatever, you know, something stupid that doesn't really mean anything. Let's skip that mm-hmm. and let's focus on doing something. So I cannot tell you like one moment with Harris that I'm saying that's my fondest because I love them all. Sure. I love them all. But I remember when we found out that we we're going to have him. I found out, you know, the when he was born was amazing. But when I found out he was a little boy, mm-hmm. that was pretty, that's in my mind. That is a moment.
1: memory right there. That's a fond, fun or fine, fine memory. How about and you? you? Um, I, just like you said, there's so many of them. I'm trying. While you were talking, I was listening to you, but I'm trying to think in my mind as well. What in the heck do I say about this? Because it, it's there's too many. I mean, there's too many memories that will never. And see, this is another thing. Getting off the subject, kind of, but like Jennifer and my mom and dad sometimes, and other people say. So you don't. I don't spend much money on stuff, like stuff. But what I do is spend money on doing making memories experience. you know experiences right. and so the experience might uh be you know going to this little bar and singing on stage you know i'm i'm in or going to this little park and we're going to investigate this creek that olivia wanted we're making memories and right They memories making memories sometimes don't cost much a lot of money nope. you don't have to spend a lot of money to create memories right and so um there's two things that stand out, and I'll say them real quick because it's always kind of odd that a lot of mine are based around team sports. But that's – a lot of Olivia and Lucy Rose's childhood has been on the field, right. on a stage, you know, doing,
0: You're making competing. memories.
1: Was, that's right. You're making memories. have been coaching them since they were little, and a lot of our memories come from that. But when Olivia was seven, Olivia is exactly like me when she was young. She was very shy, really smart, good athlete, but didn't want anybody to know it. Right. Didn't want to stand out. I like how you
0: slid in really smart in there.
1: Yeah, thank you. Like you were really <laughs> like smart. Like I was really smart. Yeah, well, she's way smarter than me. But anyway, when she was seven, we were in the championship of the little rec league soccer, and I chose Olivia to kick the penalty. Just the same scenario right. that I was describing right. to you earlier. And Olivia kept saying, no, Daddy, I can't do it. I can't do it. I was like, Olivia, you got to do it. It's for your team. You got to do it. And it was she was the last one to kick. Well, she kicked it, and she her foot hit the ground, and the ball just rode to the goalie and she can't looked at me and she stormed at me and started like hitting me. I told you I couldn't do it. I told you I couldn't do it. Hysterical because we had just lost the game. We lost the championship. Her the little teammates were all around her. Good try. But Olivia's not hearing it. All she knows is that she lost it for the team. So she was so angry with me and I said, Olivia, just calm down. I was holding her and I was looking at her. She was crying and screaming. I said, You'll learn from this. You'll get another chance. I promise you. Just remember you know, remember this feeling, and so you know how you were saying you when you got to third base, everything was worth it, right? Yep, and you it made you want to work harder so you could feel more third bases, you know, you could yeah. be on third base more right. often. So, anyway, the year goes by, Olivia practiced, practiced, practiced. Now it's the next year, same scenario, same exact scenario, championship. Mm-hmm. Penalty kicks. We're playing the same damn team as last year. Put the people together that we're going to shoot the penalty kicks. And Olivia's the goalie as well. Olivia's phenomenal. The best season of soccer of her life was this year. And uh, she had stopped a bunch anyway. I said, Olivia, you're going to kick five. And I said, you got this. And she said, I know I do. Oh, yeah. Olivia stops a couple. She's the last kicker. Back of the net championship right. and so now she's running instead of screaming and trying to hit me she's coming up with a hug right. like we did it Right? what a feeling I'll never forget that That is ingrained in my memory and like a bunch of our friends were at that game too and they talk about that it was just awesome so that's for Olivia and for Lucy Rose this one's interesting because Lucy Rose was always kind of growing up a little bit in Olivia's shadow Lucy Rose was really quiet but had all these um attributes, but nobody would see him because she was Livia's little sister. Like she would just tag along, you know, right. everybody talked, Oh, Olivia, this, Livia. Right. So Lucy Rose had to grow in Livia's shadow a little bit when she was little. Well, Lucy Rose excels at competing. She's a competitor. She has a heart that burns fire. She wants to win and succeed and be the best she can. Well, she knew that she and her, my, that myself and her mother, Jennifer, would like to dance. And so Lucy Rose said, I want to start, because we, we always dance around at our house. She said, I want to dance. So when uh, Lucy Rose, I think she was four or five, Jennifer got her in all these dance classes. And then before you know it, we're at a real recital. I, To be quite honest, I would never really go watch her practice or anything, but right. it's her first recital. And she's on stage, and I'm like, oh, gosh, what am I in store for? I, I don't even know if she can dance really good. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. So she gets up on stage in front of 500 people her and her little girls and her on her team and just shines like a diamond. Like if you were in that auditorium and see what Lucy Rose was doing on stage, so she's 5, she's in front of all these people, doesn't matter. It's her in that stage up there, yep. and she shines like a diamond. And you could tell, you know, she's my daughter, so of course I think she's the best. But everyone that looked at her, if you were looking at this stage, you were like, now that girl's got it. You could just tell that's what people would think when right. they're looking on stage. And so just to see the little Lucy Rose come out of the shadow and be on that stage and shine, and she ain't looked back since then, five years old, boom. Damn, sky's the limit for that girl. But that's my fondest memory of her is just shining like a
0: diamond. Hmm. Yeah, Two good ones. Yeah,
1: very, very good. I love going down memory lane, buddy, going down memory lane. So anyway, thank you to the tennis girls who actually said, Hank and Chad, they told me this, Hank, your podcast is awesome. Get away from the sports a little bit and go back to deep stuff where we can know a little bit more about, each one of us. Hey, we personally. can do both. Yes. Well, let's mix them. That's how Big Fan started anyway. It let's was going to be a them. mixture of sports and pop culture and conversations that you and I would have if we were sitting at a bar or sitting in a den watching a ball game or sitting by the lake watching a sunset. This is what we do. Yes. That's what Big Fan's about, Hank. Hey? Big fan. I think we got back to roots today. Did we? We got back to roots. I learned something about you. And I learned something about you, too, <laughs> that you like sweatshirts. I love them. I love overpriced sweatshirts. <laughs> overpriced sweatshirts. So, buddy, this has been a great podcast. I'm glad we're back in the swing of it. We've got spring. It's happening soon. will be summer before you know it. The crawled ads have started here in Hickory. Yes. I haven't watched them They've yet. They've a but good team, too. They're a very good team. they got a home stand. I think they have played tonight, the fireworks tomorrow night, Friday night. So, anyway, go check them out. Anything else cool happening this weekend with you guys?
0: Uh, we're back on the baseball thing. Yeah. You're right. We got a little baseball tournament this weekend that we're playing. But um, I know my wife's sister is coming in town. So, Carson sure. coming? No, he's not going to make it. So, uh, the, the craziness will be limited just a little bit. Speaking of that, are you not playing member guests this year? I don't year? know. I don't know. Are you?
1: I'm out it's the first time I haven't played in like five or six years. but it it's my parents' 50th wedding anniversary. So we're taking them to a special trip and it happens to fall on that weekend. Yeah. And uh, so, anyway, because we have played together for the yeah. last like four or five years and it's just been a I fantastic like, time. I love playing
0: it. Um, but July is, I mean, June is a crazy month. Yeah. You, you know, getting out of school. I have a trip to Philadelphia I'm going to. We're going to the Grand Canyon. Wow. So I don't awesome. know. If, I don't know if it's in my yeah, cards. It's in the
1: cards. Um, before we leave, I would like for you to tell our audience, because I'm sure they're interested in states, State. so the tennis team you know that you're the captain of, yep. just give the, give our audience a quick update on how we're faring with one week to go.
0: So we were tied 2-2 the last time we left. And yes. My managerial expertise has put us in that position. Yeah, of course. Okay, better team maybe on that other side because they had more <laughs> players that were better. So what did we have to do? We had to mix it up, put people in places that they were going to succeed and get victories, mm-hmm. crucial victories. Yes. So I couldn't be there last week. Fatal mistake. <laughs> okay? Leave it to you, knuckleheads.
1: <laughs> Who did you pass the coaching uh band to? Yeah. It wasn't wrong, to me. P-
0: wrong person. Wrong person. Wrong person. Wrong person. Yes. So we go in and we, you know, we go into this match and if we we would have to stay tight to be able to go to states, right? Yeah. So I get there late because we had a baseball game. Yes. So I go after our baseball game, and I'm, you know, I'm, kinda, I'm wide eyed <laughs> yes. and saying, "Hey, Here we good. There's this. some people that are still playing. Some people aren't. And I'm like, "Hey, what are we doing?" I don't remember <laughs> the gentleman that walked up to me first, but he goes, "Oh, we're getting our ass kicked." <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I believe you're the only one that won, right? Yes. Okay. So we yeah. lost four-one, which eliminates. States. states, We're no longer going to states. No states in our future. No, but did we have fun, fun? We had a blast. We had a good time. And I think what we're going to end up doing is we're going to mix it up next week. Next week could be a lot of fun because we're going to allow people to play in positions. That they we have to nothing
1: win. to lose. People that don't get to play a lot, put them in those spots. You're going to doubles for sure. Yeah, well, I, I can sit out if you like. Well, you know, hey, it doesn't I'm, matter. I'll make that decision. I mean, if, don't,
0: you, don't you dare act you like that if, if you want to you know win, what? you
1: know you're gonna have to put you know me on what? the team. But y-
0: you're gonna sit out because I said so. But you ever bring that back to me like that?
1: What's funny is you know we had an opportunity that the team that beat us were gonna actually sit out and let us pass through to right. states. We don't wanna we don't wanna go we to wanna states that way. We want to earn it the right way with hard work, perseverance, and winning. Not someone gifted to us. So Hank. Good job this year as coach. Um, Who's going to be coach
0: next year? I don't want to do this. You're a good coach. Though. I appreciate that. I know I'm a good coach. Thank you. I've had two victories under my belt. How would it feel, though, if I take over the realm next year? Or the helm
1: or whatever. It's helm, right? Yep and you're right go, I'm, I'm, doing I'm doing it We go undefeated, and i lead us to states you I'm would never
0: it. be able to no i'm gonna stay <laughs> i've got to stay because we're on the verge we're Over on the there. verge we're, we're there we're, we're, we're playing pretty well we need one or two more people that don't have tempers because <laughs> we got plenty of those around where lots
1: we're and lots of tempers it makes it fun though for sure it does well hank enjoy this podcast with you love going down memory lane and uh to our big fan listeners. Guys, get your friends to subscribe. We're really on a roll right now. We've seen an uptick in subscriptions. Ooh. Yeah, so keep letting the world know about big fan, and uh, we appreciate it all. We'll look forward to talking to you in two weeks. Peace.